there is a bit of breaking news that I think progressives, if you're actually progressive, will like. Um, Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, who uh, has been kind of the last holdout, I guess you could say, of uh, the progressive ranks, has endorsed Bernie Sanders. Uh, this is an endorsement that reports show, reports indicate Elizabeth Warren was fighting very hard to get. Uh, but Congresswoman Jayapal, who is co-chair of the progressive uh, co- the progressive camp, what do they call progressive caucus? Uh, Congresswoman from uh, Washington State. She has endorsed Bernie Sanders. Uh, she says because he has the clarity, he has clarity on policy prescription that goes right to the heart of what working people need. She'll officially endorse him in Iowa tomorrow, um, and she is going to be named the campaign co-chair on health policy, on health policy chair, not ch- not co-chair, health policy chair for the Sanders campaign, as well as uh, chair of Washington State. Uh, great, great endorsement. Um, I think that this kind of runs the gamut for Bernie Sanders as far as um, the progressive coalition in Congress. Obviously, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez endorsed him, which I think in many ways saved his campaign. Uh, I also think uh, the endorsements of Congresswoman Tlaib, uh, Omar, Congressman Khanna, uh, and now Jayapal. Essentially, the only one who hasn't endorsed him is Ayanna Presley, who that's really not so surprising, being that she's a congresswoman from Massachusetts and had an existing relationship with Senator Warren. So Jayapal, I mean, there's not much to say. It makes sense. They're the closest together on Medicare for All. Uh, a lot of people, when they look in the weeds of healthcare policy, actually think Jayapal's bill in the House, which is different than Bernie's bill in the Senate, is actually better than Bernie's bill because there's a t- two-year transition to Medicare for All as opposed to a four-year bill. So uh, in some regards, Jayapal's bill goes further. Uh, we should also mention not a name that's as big as Jayapal, but uh, the co-chair of the Progressive Caucus, Mark Pocan uh, endorsed Bernie Sanders this week as well. And Mark Co- uh, Pocan is a congressman from Wisconsin. So that's a critical state that Bernie won in the primary in 2016. He's got to win it again. And obviously, if you could win in the if you could win in the Democratic primary states like Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania might be a little tough for Bernie being that, you know, Scranton Joe. But if Bernie could win Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, possibly Ohio, uh, that's a general election argument right there, if I've ever seen one. So he's got the Wisconsin uh, congressman's endorsement, Mark Pocan, uh, and now Pramila Jayapal. So wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So Bernie's campaign is increasing the attacks on Biden for his record on Social Security because his record is not protecting older people. It is basically after his party's neoliberal policies mixed with Reaganism and this the Republican extremism have done this to the country after his neoliberal policies and that of the Democratic Party mixed with the trickle-down tooth fairy of Reaganism have done this to the country. His policies have been to try and even the playing field, not by let's tax the rich a lot more, not by let's tax the corporations a lot more, not by let's actually have some healthy regulation. His policies have been 
let's make cuts to, oh, not to cut the military at all. Let's raise the retirement age. Let's means test Social Security. Let's freeze it. So what is the media doing as a result of Bernie Sanders' effective criticism? Politico, Biden charges Sanders camp doctored video to attack him. Joe Biden accused Bernie Sanders' campaign Saturday of issuing a doctored video to attack him over Social Security, a false claim that ratcheted up the tension between the two campaigns in the run-up to the Iowa caucuses. So here, at least Politico said a false claim because I don't even know if Joe Biden knows what the definition of doctoring is. It's not doctored. They On Twitter, right, on Twitter you only get X amount of time allotted so i could only post a two minute and 20 second clip that twitter won't let me and and others post a 20 minute clip so bernie sanders campaign has been putting out a speech that joe biden gave as vice president saying paul ryan was right to want to look at medicare and social security but and and the things he said were clearly talking about making cuts but to cnn because Joe, because Bernie Sanders' campaign didn't play the whole clip, somehow they selectively doctored it. This is literally this is this is what you hear from Donald Trump when Donald when there is clips of Donald Trump saying terrible things. When remember he said, "Oh, that's not my voice on the Access Hollywood tapes." Then he said he said time and time again, "No, no, no, that that wasn't the full clip or fake news." They they pulled it out of context. Let me show you this clip. It's truly astounding. There's a big debate. Joe Biden complaining yesterday about a video we're going to play you here. A senior Sanders campaign advisor uh, retweeting this video of Joe Biden that cuts him off abruptly when he's making a point about Social Security. Paul Ryan was correct. When he did the tax code, what's the first thing he decided we had to go after? Social Security and Medicare. Now, we need to do something about Social Security and Medicare. That's the only way you can find room to pay for it. Now, the video cuts off there. If you actually wanted to be fair and have full context, you would listen as the former vice president went on. We need a pro-growth progressive tax code that treats workers as job creators as well, not just investors, that gets rid of unprotective loopholes like stepped-up basis. And it raises enough revenue to make sure that the Social Security and Medicare can stay, still needs adjustments, but can stay. And pay for the things we all acknowledge will grow the country. And so yesterday, and it will continue to play out today, you get a debate. We saw a lot between the Clinton and the Sanders camp back in 2016. The Sanders campaign is saying, oh, so what? Grow up. So we abruptly cut up a video that takes the vice president out of context. So what? Because in their view, Joe Biden did, and the record supports, uh, back when they were having debates about balancing the budget, back when there was an effort to reform entitlements, Joe Biden is on the record over the last 20, 30 years of at times saying we should means test Social Security. Maybe there would have a government spending freeze that includes Social Security and Medicare. Uh, We should talk about these big structural issues. There was a time when Washington had conversations about the budget deficit. Those times are gone. Uh, Bernie Sanders and the liberals then didn't like it, and they don't like it now. So you can have a conversation about Joe Biden's record, but they get very prickly when you say you should have it in a respectful way, not abruptly edit a video to make it appears he said something he didn't. 
Right. Well, we're in a phase, as you just said, of the of the primary where things are starting to get very nasty. And right. it is fair for the Biden campaign to complain about the way that video was edited and to say you can't just, you know, quote him saying that we need to touch Social Security and Medicare and then not also quote him saying, and by the way, we also need to raise taxes and find a different way to reorder the priorities of right. our tax code so that we can pay for all of this. Uh, but it is fair also to point out, and, and this is going to be a theme from Bernie Sanders or whoever the surviving, you know, progressive candidate is in the primary in several weeks, uh, that, you know, Joe Biden is a centrist on this. Right. He has been willing to go and touch what he has himself called a third rail uh, of talking about potential uh, cuts and slows to the growth of Social Security and Medicare in order to, you know, balance the budget and get right. the country to a place where, you know, the fiscal picture is not as skewed as it is now. And that is a, a, an issue that many candidates have not been willing to talk about. And it will be interesting to see if Joe Biden embraces that history of having talked about that or backs off now and says, right. you know, that may have been the right thing to debate then, but not now. Yeah, his new plan is more, it's not a Sanders plan, but his new plan is more to the left than where Joe Biden was years ago. We'll see. I get I, this. Maybe I'm asking too much. So we actually have context and nuance in these debates over very important policy as opposed to clipped videos. But... Oh, well. There's so many things wrong with that report that it would take me three hours. First of all, this is not this is this is not about Bernie Sanders for a second. It's not about Bernie or Joe Biden. This is just about like logistically, Bernie Sanders' campaign didn't edit the clip. There was no deceptive editing. They posted on Twitter, right? So like before the show today. I have a 10-minute video that I want to play for you. I have a 15-minute video that I want to play for you. But for those 10-minute videos or 15-minute videos, I'm not – some some uh, companies or whatever are allowed to post longer clips on Twitter. But for most, Twitter only allows you a 2-minute uh, and 20-second time uh, to, po to post. Uh, some choose to post 30 seconds. Some post – to some choose to post a minute, but in the clips that I saw sent out by the Sanders campaign, they isolated a clip and then posted the actual full link to the whole thing. But putting aside the inaccurate phrasing that they selectively edited something when they didn't, Joe Biden right there, what what this this is how out of touch wealthy, mostly white anchors and, and journalists are. When Joe Biden says we need to make adjustments, adjustments as Ryan Grimm from The Intercept points out, adjustments in Washington is a euphemism, euphemism, euphemism for cuts. That's just a basic fact of congressional lingo that can't be disputed. But I can't. But I don't blame Politica, Politifact for not being familiar with it. Now that they are, this should be corrected. We're going to get to Politico in a second. So that's number one. The, the, Joe Biden is clearly talking about adjustments. I mean, first of all, you think the person who's going to defeat Donald Trump is on tape agreeing with Paul Ryan? You think the person who's going to beat the, Donald Trump is on tape, which I'm going to show you in a minute, praising Bob Dole? You think the person who's going to defeat Donald Trump is on tape giving George W. Bush a Patriot Award? You think this is going to defeat Donald Trump? Remember Chuck Schumer in 2016 said, you know, for every uh, for every blue collar worker in Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania, 
we lose, we're going to pick up two Republican voters. Why do you keep doing the same exact strategy, expecting a different result? It, it's, it's insanity. PolitiFact, out with this garbage. Did Biden laud a Paul Ryan proposal to cut Social Security, as Bernie Sanders' campaign said? Well, I don't think Bernie Sanders' campaign said he lauded it. He said, Biden openly said, I agree with Paul Ryan on making changes to Social Security and Medicare. Again, adjustments, changes, it means cuts. When you raise the retirement age, that's a cut. When you means test it, that's a cut. It's taking services and the program away from eligible people. I I don't know what these people think that is. And by the way, just a totally separate discussion. I love, I love not one person on that panel said, why does Joe Biden never talk about adjustments to the military? We can't have discussions about adjustments needed to be had of the military budget because the military budget is bigger than the bu- than the budget for Medicare, Medicaid and Social Security. I don't know if you know that. The cost of the military budget is bigger. But we never talk about, well, you know, if we don't look at making adjustments to the military budget, you know, the sun won't rise in 20 years. It's this cognitive dissonance that these journalists have. Got to figure out how to pay for these programs that, you know, older people rely on, uh, sick people rely on, vulnerable people rely on, the poor rely on. And by the way, they're not entitlements. People pay into the programs. So you are not you are not taking away something that people are entitled to. You're taking in taking away something that people have paid into. PolitiFact is jumping on this train that Bernie's campaign took Joe Biden out of context and they rule uh, we rate this statement false. Even though Joe Biden is literally on tape. He's literally on tape saying we need to make adjustments. And that's just one tape. I'm about to show you a whole bunch of others. But CNN, you know, MSNBC doesn't want to be outdone either. So here's MSNBC using these same talking points that are not factual at all. For Americans. So the idea here is that Biden was saying this is something that Republicans will want to force because they have passed the tax cut. And the Sanders edited video made it seem like that was Biden's position. I just want to make sure I understand this right. Exactly. And that- MSNBC's crusade uh, against Bernie Sanders has nothing to do with its parent company, Comcast, pouring in hundreds of millions of dollars to stop net neutrality. Oh, by the way, Comcast happens to do fundraisers for Joe Biden. Top lobbyist for Comcast had Joe Biden at his house with other plutocrats for his first fundraiser. That has nothing to do with anything. But again, this this use, this use of the term edited or deceptively doctored, it, it's, it's not factual. It's not factual at all. Bernie Sanders' campaign put out a sliver of what Joe Biden said And instead of actually wanting to talk about it, instead of wanting to actually answer for his past comments, Joe Biden is borrowing from Trump and saying fake news. 
You doctored it. So, here's Joe Biden through the years on Social Security. I, when I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans benefits. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it the third time, and I tried it the fourth time. I introduced the balanced budget amendment in 1984. It got nowhere. I'm one of those Democrats who voted for the constitutional amendment to balance the budget. I have introduced on four occasions, four occasions, entire plans to balance the budget, knowing I'm not president and I'm not the leader, but for illustrative purposes. I tried with Senator Grassley back in the 80s to freeze all government spending, including Social Security, including everything. But Senator, we have a deficit. We have Social Security and Medicare looming. The number of people on Social Security and Medicare is now 40 million people. It's going to be 80 million in 15 years. Would you consider looking at those programs, age of eligibility, absolutely. cost of living, put it all on the table? The answer is absolutely. You have to. I mean, you know, it's one of the things that my, you know, the, the political advisors say to me is, whoa, don't touch that third. Look, the American people aren't stupid. It's a real simple proposition. We have to do, we, you and I were talking about Bob Dole earlier. I was one of five people, I was the junior guy, in the meeting with Bob Dole, George Mitchell, when we put Social Security in the right path for 60 years. I'll never forget what Bob Dole said. After we reached an agreement about gradually raising the retirement age, etc., he said, look, Here's the deal. We all put our foot in the boat one at a time. And he kidded me. He stepped like he was stepping into a boat. And we all make the following deal. If any one of the challengers running against incumbent Democrat or Republicans attacks us on this point, we'll all stay together. That's the kind of leadership that is needed. Social Security is not the hard one to solve. Medicare, that is the gorilla in the room. And you've got to put all of it on the table. Everything. Everything. You've got to. The American people know we have to fix Social Security. They know we can't grow our way to a solution. They know we're going to have to make some tough decisions. They're ready to make these decisions. They're ready to step up. We have to be ready to straightforwardly tell them what we're about to do. As I go around the country like other candidates, whether I'm in Oxford, Mississippi, or Bangor, Maine, it doesn't matter. The one criticism our party gets from Democrats is we tend to be too timid. It's almost like we're afraid to tell the American people the unvarnished truth. Well, folks, folks, they're waiting for the truth. How's that? That's the unvarnished truth. And just so I'm not accused of doctoring anything or selectively editing anything i just played you full clips that are on youtube those are the clips and this goes beyond social security okay because social security it's important don't get me wrong but this goes beyond social security and put aside bernie sanders for a second and put aside uh joe biden for a second and and i don't often do this but I'm going to borrow from my old boss, Jank Uger, because I think there's something that he and the Young Turks has said. I don't want to say it was mine. They've said it for a long time. The corporate media's bias is not necessarily left or right. 
Their bias is for the establishment. Their bias is for the status quo. So that's why immediately when there is, I mean, that, that's just four or five clips. There are more out there. You just got to look. Joe Biden saying things about Social Security, Medicare. We got to increase the military budget. We got to cut food stamps. I've seen it. So instead of having the mentality of a journalist, all right, let me, let's, let the voters need to know. Let's get this out there. Immediately, in their mind, CNN's John King, that MSNBC reporter, their benefit of the doubt, because that's what it is, goes to the establishment figure. Well, he's taken out of context. Context is very important. This is selectively edited. La, 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 la. Yet, the same network, the very same network, CNN, just ran for a week with a, with a story they concocted that is the definition of something not verifiable is the definition of something that the definition of he said she said the definition of something that has no context because you don't even know what literally was said don't take it from me take it from the cnn anchor this morning i tweeted it out that literally said and i quote we can't know what was said speaking about between bernie sanders and elizabeth warren when the when it is negative about when the facts and the record are negative about Joe Biden lacking context, when we could push something and drive a story that has no context, we don't even we literally don't know what was said. We're just going to take the word of Elizabeth Warren and spin it as a fact. It hurts Bernie Sanders to hell with context. This is manufacturing consent. This is propping up the status quo. That is why we need a status coup in this country. Who's with me? Sign up as a member. Statuscoup.com slash join. Join the media revolution for as low as $5 a month. Makes a big difference. Thank you, Estavol Garcia, $5 in the super chat. With all the evidence out, CNN is unable to confirm the truth about Biden. Meanwhile, they were able to confirm Sanders is sexist with no evidence. You said it better than I could say it. And you want to know something? In this age of truly, truly fake news, what, what, what I mean by that is there legitimately is distorted videos going out. You know, fast forwarding things people said, uh, faking things people said. It's called deep fake. Yes, deep fake. In this age of actual fake news, I'm not, I, I don't mean Trump's version of fake news, which is just Trump's BS way of shielding himself from any accountability for anything. But in this age of actual fake news, what CNN, MSNBC is doing is a real dangerous game because it creates really a post-truth world where fact doesn't matter anymore. Listen, it's very possible that if CNN and MSNBC reported these facts about Joe Biden uh, and his continued crusade 
to instead of cutting the military budget, instead of raising taxes a lot higher on um, wealthy people and corporations of adjusting Social Security, it's very possible that seniors would look at that and say, well, I don't like that, but he's saying now I'm going to expand it, and I think he's best to beat Donald Trump. That's possible. But the viewers deserve the truth, and CNN's not giving it to them. And by the way, I mean, it's not just what Joe Biden said in the 1980s, the 1990s. I mean, oh, well, here is Joe Biden in 1983 in a newspaper. Biden also suggested that a gradual increase in the retirement age would help to improve the Social Security system. Again, calling for uh, a, a raise in the retirement age. Politifact, this is from Ryan Grimm. Politifact says Biden was being sarcastic and mocking Paul Ryan when he agreed that you have to cut Social Security to balance the budget. Of course, how could how can Politifact, who's supposed to verify facts, factually know if Joe Biden was being sarcastic or not? That's your interpretation. But again, these are our fact checkers. But that whisper thing Biden does is an old move. He does it when he's speaking forbidden, politically incorrect truths to the left. Go watch Biden's speeches. You'll find that whisper move is consistent. Means he's attacking the left. But okay, say you don't believe me. It's wrong on a second count here. PolitiFact bolded the wrong words. The right ones are highlighted. And Grimm points out it still needs adjustment. Talking about Social Security. Adjustment in Washington is a euphemism for cuts. This part, though, there's no excuse for. PolitiFact, as their neutral arbiter, uses a guy from an organization founded for the purpose of cutting Social Security. You just can't make this up. You literally can't make this up. PolitiFact, like the judge in this, goes to an eyewitness whose organization's stated goal is to cut Social Security to determine whether Biden has called to cut Social Security. And by the way, it's not just as a senator. Biden, when he was vice president to Obama, spent months pursuing a deal with Republicans that would have cut Social Security and Medicare benefits. This is a matter of public record. They changed their tune in the latter years, but the history is pretty clear on this. Want more? This is the guy who wrote the oral history of Obama. Brian Adams. Enough enough video evidence shows how Biden's being particularly Trumpy about his willingness to cut Social Security and Medicare. Also worth noting, in the oral history, Obama aides openly discuss the White House putting entitlements on the table during the 2011 budget wars. Biden led those talks for two months, and he shows former Obama people in their books pointing this out. So, you want to have a debate? Let's have a debate. If you think Social Security should be cut instead of the military budget, if you think Social Security should be cut or the retirement age should be cut instead of increasing taxes on corporations, increasing taxes on people that are very wealthy, instead on increasing taxes on capital gains, if you think instead of doing those things, we should cut health services for old people, cut income for older people who paid to have that benefit, then you should defend that and explain why. It's just, this This is all an alternate reality. But they keep getting away with it. And by the way, Biden himself told you. 
My dad used to have an expression, never complain and never explain. And so, and guess what? I'm leading in the polls, okay? That's number one. Never explain. Double down. Lie and say that, you know, the other guy's doctoring the record, misrepresenting my words. Up is down. Down is up. Never explain. As the New York Times questionnaire feeds him Grey Poupon and says it's a bit ridiculous that you're being challenged on things from two, three decades ago. Never explain. So we'll see. I mean, to me, and I tweeted this out the other day, I'm pretty sure it's coming this week. We'll see. To me, Warren's thing obviously failed. Bernie is still going up. Uh, I actually think if Warren's if Warren's uh, attack and spear campaign was effective, I don't think you would have seen Pramila Jayapal come out and endorse him this week. I really don't. While Warren's thing clearly failed. I mean, Bernie has not dipped in the polls. Um, he's still getting big crowds. He's not dipped in the polls. Warren, there's only one poll, a California poll, that shows that she benefited uh, based on this ridiculous thing she put out there. I mean, this according to Survey USA, she's up seven points in, a, in California in a post-debate uh, poll. I mean, the poll should be stated 29% of those polled were Republicans. There were more women polled, but whatever, she's up. I don't think she's going to win California, but she's up in the polls. Other polls show, I mean, New Hampshire, she was still at 14%, Bernie at 23%. This was taken before, during, and after the debate. Bernie at 23%. In that same poll, Bernie is actually within the margin of error in voters over 50, which is huge for Bernie Sanders. I mean, his campaign's biggest weakness is over 50. He's at 18%, and Emerson is a good poll. I have been consistent. Emerson is one of the only polls that actually has a close to even split between those polled under 50 versus those polled over 50. Monmouth, Quinnipiac, those kind of pollsters, wildly oversample older voters. And Reuters came out with the first national poll after the debate. Bernie's support was unchanged. Warren actually lost three. So it didn't work. But CNN is still pushing this story. So I'm about to show you a clip that is insane on so many different levels. First of all, and if you go to Status Coup's Twitter, which you should follow if you're not following at Status Coup, follow us on Twitter. We already showed last week that the DNC has a senior advisor to Tom Perez on CNN, often trashing Bernie Sanders. She's been paid $10,000 so far this campaign cycle. She was Hillary Clinton's, a campaign spokeswoman for Hillary Clinton in 2016. She is currently on the payroll of the DNC. It's not disclosed. None of it. Let's take a look at what she said this morning. And then at the end of the clip, listen to what the anchor says. I disagree because for a lot of women, and I do think that Senator Sanders and his campaign very much underestimate how much anger there still is on the part of a lot of women who 
whether it was the Bernie bros who attacked them and Senator Sanders did nothing to try. I mean, literally people were being threatened. It was vicious in 2016. Well, you're saying they're still angry the next two weeks going forward. I'm saying that what I think his campaign is an understanding is what's bad for him about this yeah. is this. He came into this race with a lot of baggage from 2016 about the way women were treated by the Bernie bros, by his campaign. I've spoken to women who worked on his campaign in 2016. It was not a welcoming environment for a lot of women. And so to then have that kind of exchange with Senator Warren, who a lot of us at least respect, even if you're not going to vote for her, you respect her, that doesn't look good for him. And that she should have called him out that night. Well, I think she's camera in front of millions of people. Yeah. What do you think? I, look, I was like, I don't, I, I don't think about this. I have a, I mean, it's, I'm eating popcorn, but no, I'm willing to believe a lot of uh, unsavory things about. Senator Sanders, um, I actually don't, it doesn't ring true to me that he believes a woman can't win the presidency. I don't think he's changed his mind about that. Your point is well taken about, uh, about how some of his supporters have treated women in the past. And I do, I do think there's probably anger about that. But look, there's two people in the room. I don't want to act naive about like, where this story might have come from. Probably not from the side that looks really bad during this exchange. And he should have just said, well, you called me a sexist on national TV. Um, we don't actually know. But like, we also do know that Senator Warren has stretched the truth on several major stories, uh, including her heritage, uh, the wine cave most recently, her employment in the past. Uh, that should be part of the calculation here. And the fact that this story seems to wildly benefit her and give her this moment in the spotlight to make the speech that she made. And we, we can't actually know what was said, but there is a possibility that as these, it's really amazing that these senators are going to come back, come off the trail, yeah. and then Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg have this tremendous opportunity to be there in Iowa. I wonder what you think about how the president views this congressman, because it seems like he's been more worried about Joe Biden. There's so many things remarkable about that clip, but let's start with the most remarkable. CNN, I think it was Sunday. Yes, Sunday. Or, I don't know, last weekend. CNN had a reporter that reported four sources uh, indicate that Bernie Sanders in a private conversation said a woman cannot win the presidency, a woman cannot beat Donald Trump. They reported it not as Elizabeth Warren is alleging that Bernie Sanders said it. They just reported Bernie Sanders said this. The definition of a he said, she said story. A CNN anchor literally just said, and I quote, we can't know what was discussed, what was said. Whether intentionally or not, that CNN anchor literally just retracted or debunked her own network's bullshit. And she's not the first. Erin Burnett, to her credit, a few days ago said, you know, Elizabeth Warren's campaign clearly leaked this story to CNN. You got two dumb and dumber, Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo. Well, we don't know the context. It's not just that you don't know the context. You don't know what was actually said. And now you have a CNN anchor saying, well, we can't know what was actually said. Then why was it reported on your news network as a fact? That is then weaponized against one candidate when you don't even know if it's true. 
So that's mind-blowing. You literally have CNN retracting or debunking its own factual story right in front of your eyes, and no one gives a damn. Secondly, Karen Finney was a spokesperson for Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016, okay? She's bringing up the Bernie bros, right? And by the way, to be clear, it would be disingenuous. Of course, there are male people on Twitter that support Bernie Sanders that might go over the line at times. Same thing for supporters of Kamala Harris. Same thing for supporters of Joe Biden. Same thing for supporters of Hillary Clinton. A candidate is not responsible for their supporters' tweets. And Bernie Sanders in the past has come out and said, we should be talking about policy and and, rec- and people's records and disowns any types of sexism, misogyny. They try to wrap around Bernie Sanders' head what Bernie's people on Twitter say. Well, maybe, maybe Bernie's supporters on Twitter wouldn't be criticizing Hillary Clinton or Elizabeth Warren if the campaign wasn't rigged against the candidate. And everything I've seen critical of Elizabeth Warren has been on her moonwalking on Medicare for All, her not showing up for the people of Standing Rock, her voting for Donald Trump's military budget. You're a public official. You're running for president. Cry me a river if people say negative things about your record. I mean, this is ridiculous. And by the way, are they Bernie bro? Are these the same Bernie bros, these sexist Bernie bros who are going after Joe Biden right now? They're going. They're going after candidates for their record. It's called a primary. But because these candidates, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Warren, Harris, the whole neoliberal lot of them, they don't want to actually have to address their neoliberal record. They don't want to have to actually battle on the field of ideas. So they scream sexism, they scream racism, and that's it. Not only did CNN not disclose that Karen Finney is a paid advisor at the DNC. She's a paid advisor to Tom Perez. It's right here, folks. Tom Perez announces DNC veteran Karen City, Karen Finney as a senior advisor. Bring her extensive experience as an independent political consultant, communicator, blah, 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 blah. Help engage base voters in 2018 and look ahead at DNC plans for 2020. She's on the payroll. Need more? I mean, this might be outdated, but 2020 cycles, she's gotten $10,000 from the DNC so far. So if a DNC is neutral as they put people on CNN and other networks to bash Bernie Sanders, bash the Bernie bros, scream sexism, this goes out to millions of people on CNN and then on social media. You want to tell me this is neutrality? And then then the DNC, if Bernie isn't the nominee, are going to rail against the Bernie bros for not uniting. Well, why are people going to unite against the very people that screwed their candidate. 
You want to talk about the sanctity of our elections and the big, bad Russian boogeyman? What CNN, MSNBC, Washington Post, New York Times, and the DNC is a hundred times more powerful than any fake Facebook pages up from Russia. Okay? Okay.